You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. And no matter where I was, people wanted to talk about pleasure. They were like, condoms, condoms, yeah, yeah, but how do I eat her ass? How do I do this thing? How do I do whatever? <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. You want to know how to do the thing. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Howdy. Howdy doody do. This episode is one, not that any of our episodes should be listened by, or if there's children around, like a thousand percent no, but one billion percent no, do not have any small ears. This or, or, is not that one. Or also don't like listen around your parents. <laughs> Like, this is not an episode to sit down and be like, hey, guys, are you in for a podcast? Yeah. Well, it's all about sex and eating ass. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I it guess is. that is what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> this is a conversation that I love uh, for obvious reasons. This is a conversation designed to have you think outside the box. Literally. <laughs> do you see what I meant with that? But you, I did that. Oh, you didn't yeah. even realize you made that joke. How do you know I didn't realize I made that joke? Because your Maybe eyes, that was your my joke. face told me that you didn't know that you even made this good little pun there. You don't even know what you're talking you about. You don't even know. For me, this is a conversation that I think a lot of couples, especially couples that have gotten through the COVID uh, at home in your face situation, couples who've gotten through it, this is a great opportunity for you like to Like what have, do you mean? You mean couples that have come out of COVID not wanting to like murder each other? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do. Well, you talk about the seven year itch and all of that. The COVID, the COVID itch is a real itch. It's true. The seven year itch is a real itch. And whether it's seven years or 14 years or day two, mm -hmm. this is an opportunity for you to introduce a conversation to your partner that you've been thinking about potentially and or for them, it's a safe place to have a conversation and we brought in an expert, mm -hmm. Luna Matadas. Yeah, Ryan's so excited about her name. But yeah, she, so Luna is so bubbly. Like 
Ryan's like, we're interviewing um, an ass expert. <laughs> well, you'd say it like that. But um, so she she offers like a bunch of one on one coaching. She does webinars, um, seminars, seminars and, and all of the things. Uh, she's like essentially a, a, a pleasure coach. So if you're thinking about uh, any fantasies or kinks that you might want to introduce into your relationship, um, this episode is for you because we really dive into like not only the kinks itself, but how to have the conversation about the kinks without kind of making your partner or having your partner feel um, like undesired or not enough, because that's the biggest thing. At the end of the day, if you're saying, hey, I want this, we're not doing it. Your brain is immediately being like, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm not enough. So so this is a really good episode to kind of listen to and figure out how to have those respectful conversations so that you're both getting what you want sexually out of the relationship. And what you're going to think a little snapshot is you don't have to go from zero to 90 in yeah. five seconds. Yeah, there's there's like, there's things you can do. You can have an amuse-bouche. And, <laughs> and a, you'll you'll understand that at the end of the episode. An amuse-bouche. An amuse-bouche. Which, for those of you, like myself, who didn't know what that was until five minutes ago. Amuse-bouche. That's an appetizer before your appetizer. Yeah, well, that's like foreplay. Can we jump into this? Let's get it. All right, let's go. Luna. Oh, look at that. Look at that. So brilliantly synced. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I just, I'm getting so good at this clap. Um, I feel like, okay, so we have Luna, like we've already talked about. Luna, how are you? I am so good. I'm so sexcited. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Sexcited. Next time we're going to be in the bedroom, Ryan's going to be like, hey, I'm sexcited for tonight. I have <laughs> never heard that term and I can guarantee you I'm going to overuse use that it. term. Yeah. Overuse it. On yeah. a daily basis. I am sexcited. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I guess I also want to say your last name, Luna Matatus. Like, yes, that's the coolest last name. It's so it. fun. It's I so fun it to say. I, I do love it. Awesome. Okay. So Luna, I'm not going to do it. We've already did a little background on you. I'm but not going to do it. Can you do it? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry I enabled that. Don't, don't make don't me, make me sing. sing. Don't make me sing. Um, <laughs> we have already done a little intro to you but can you just tell our listeners what you're up to like kind of right now because we are going to get into the dirtyness of it all but yeah let us know like what you're doing right now because people know your background but like what are you up to yeah, I'm I'm so lucky because I get to come into people's lives to talk with them about pleasure, sex, relationships, dating, body image. So I'm teaching a lot of things still online, which is also amazing because I get to reach so many different audiences yeah. and I'm developing new things all the time. So I'm at about 35 different topics that I teach. But, mm-hmm. you know, you learn something new with every audience. So I get to keep growing, which is cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK, so real quick. How did you or when did you kind of think like this is like an avenue that I'd like to pursue? Um, I was living with my parents uh, outside of Toronto in the suburbs. And then one day I saw this workshop for G-Spots. And I was like, I don't know what a G-Spot is, but I'm going to take two buses and a subway and I'm going to find out. (laughs) And I ended up at Toronto's feminist uh, sex shop. Good for her. And I was watching this person teach in a way that was so open, so vulnerable. People in the room also didn't know what things were. And I learned so much in those two hours about my body that I had not even knew existed Mm. through our high school sex ed. So I went into sexual health communications and public health and doing kind of talking about condoms. And, you know, I was working in Eastern and Southern Africa. I worked all over Canada. And no matter where I was, people wanted to talk about pleasure. They were Mm -hmm. like, condoms, condoms. Yeah, yeah. But how do I eat your ass? How do I do this thing? How do I do whatever? (laughs) 
And I'm like, I get it. You want to know how to do the thing. I was not prepared for that. Welcome to my morning. I love it. Yeah. I what love did you guys that. talk about today? Well, let me Eat tell nails. you. Yeah. No, so I'm so sorry. I just wasn't prepared for that. I I'm, love that. I'm now back. I know. I should start warmer. I'll just, no, 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 like, no. Dive, dive right we in. Like we like the cold. We like the cold plunge. We're into that right now. So I wanted to offer those spaces myself. And so I started working with the people who were already doing it. And I've just been thriving because this is what people really want. They want to know how to do the thing, how to do it confidently, how to get out of their head, Mm. how to make time for pleasure, how to let go of all this self-judgment that gets in the way. Right. Oh, that's, I, I love, love I that. can't wait. Well, no shock here. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm like Jones and now this conversation <laughs> before we get into the deep dive. Um, we do a segment called I love you and you're annoying and you do have a partner and we know that you love your partner and care deeply about your partner. And we are very interested to know where that partner annoys you. <laughs> so my partner is someone who will say he's really good at communication. He can easily speak up about his needs, but I always have to ask him twice. So I can't trust his yes because Mm. his no doesn't come as easily. This annoys me because I'm the same. (laughs) And so I can see it mirroring in me that I also, my first... My first instinct is a people pleasing or like whatever you want kind of vibe. But I do have like a, a truth to contribute. So it's annoying because I, I can see how it makes the other person feel. Mm-hmm. We've never, ever got that. And never. that's very interesting. We've got the we've we have received in our own household where I'll say yes, but I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's totally okay. different. That's like, a little yeah, different. Yeah, for sure. Like, hey, are you ready for yeah, this yeah. thing that you committed to? What are you, what talking, are you talking about? about? Yeah. yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> That's a very, very interesting perspective. And it's very um, like intuitive of you to be like, yeah. it bothers me because I also do it. Like that's a people pleaser thing. I, I could probably think of three friends who do the exact same thing. Really? Just because like I know that they're yes. I'm like, pfft. Okay. Like I say like, oh yeah, is this person coming? And then I'm like, well, she says she is, but realistically, I don't know. Like I'm going to have to ask her a couple more times. One of my closest and deepest friends, (laughs) I won't use his name, but if he's listening, he knows it's him, says yes to everything. He doesn't just, he doesn't just say yes. He says yes with the most. Yes. Enthusiasm. Enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, oh my God, that's going to be amazing. Can't wait to do it. And then I'll call him. And he's like, oh, is that this weekend? I'm like, yeah. He's like, ah, I've made plans. I'm like, "Mm." busy. Okay. Booked this two years ago. It's like, I love that. Pretty sure you were like super confident. You got a tattoo that says, can't wait to be there. And then now you are not there. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's That's funny. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. So, um, let's, let's dive into this, shall we? A lot of the stuff that you talk about and a lot of stuff that we talk about is generally around the communication channels. Mm -hmm. So pleasure, uh, fantasy, expectations, all of that are about communication. So we'll spend some time talking about the communication because it's the foundation for everything. But then we want to get into like the real nitty gritty stuff, if that's okay with you. So with respect to communication... A lot of the stuff that you talk about is one partner wanting something from the relationship that they might not be getting today. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate that conversation? What? I, yeah. I was going <laughs> to, no, 
it's fine. I know you're talking. No, no. I was just going to be like more specifically, like, let's throw out an example. Say a partner has like, like a very big interest in like a specific kink, right? Like maybe they're into BDSM and the other partner's like, oh, I'm a little scared. How would you suggest that that partner approaches this conversation um, to both have the outcome that they want and not to like offend your partner, right? Because it's kind of like, well, I'm not doing that. So are you not happy? And not only that, but when they don't know what the other partner is going to say, there's a vulnerability yeah. that obviously comes with that yeah. too, right? Let's yeah, you that. you hit on all the things that I think prevent people from even talking about stuff or asking about it. This vulnerability, this what if they say this? What if they think of me differently if I right. ask for this thing? And I think a lot of times people kind of come home and they get the courage to say something to their partner about a desire. And it comes out as a request for an activity. Okay. So can you spank me? Can you, you know, tie me up? Can you do yeah. this or can I do this to you? And that's a lot of pressure because your partner might not have the skills. Your partner might, might, might not understand what your connection to the arousal is in right. it. So a better way is to get curious about both people's desires. So, you know, babe, can we talk about our our fantasies? You know, what are you into these days? Is there something you've never tried, but you masturbate about or you think about? So this approach of curiosity without obligation usually Mm. makes people feel more disarmed. And and then they can say, okay, you know what? I don't know how I feel about that, but I can go off and like read about it, learn about it, see Mm -hmm. if I have a connection to it. And it allows people to tell a story about their fantasy. So if you told me that you wanted me to spank you, I would say, okay, well, you know, with what? In what position? What do you want to feel? Do you want to feel mm-hmm. naughty, playful, punished, rewarded, pain? You know, that's like mm-hmm. eight different things yeah. that that you could experience from one fantasy. So someone might hear spanking and then kind of envision whatever porn they've seen about right. it, which is usually really sensationalized, really extreme, very stereotypical and not how people actually do the thing. So it becomes mm-hmm. an intimidating request instead of a curious conversation. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all-natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. 
My personal favorite is the turmeric daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Mm-hmm. I know that when that, uh, that book... 50 shades of gray came yeah. out <clears throat> literally every woman jumped onto that book yeah. and th- it was almost like this awakening of a different level of sexual pleasure that women mm. were seeking and i can tell you firsthand as a man who's you know kind of square in this in this space i'll be honest with you when you first started talking about it tying up i was like what the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. Because for me, it did two things. It meant to, it meant to me that what we were doing wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it was, I love this person. I care for this person. The last thing I want to do is be physical with this person. And sex to me is intimate. It's not. It's not rough. And so, to your point, the only experience I ever had was porn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I associated what she was talking about to pornographic videos version. of literally yeah. tying her up. And, and I'm, I know there's a world where that exists, but to, to go from our sex life to mm-hmm. that world, I was like, I don't know how I fit in here. And that's why you don't assume. So if you're, if you're <laughs> a partner, if you're a partner and you are, we'll stick with the, we'll stick with the, um, uh, the, the BD is a BDSM. Yes, yeah. we'll stick in that category. I want to go in another direction. Let's be honest, but we'll stick in, we'll stick in this category. <laughs> we'll for instance, if you are the partner that wants to experience this, would you suggest doing some of this to yourself first? Because I think if you've never done it, it would make sense that when I ask you the question, do you want pain? Do you want this? Do you want that? You might not even know how to answer that question. You just want something that looks like that. Yes, you can. You can absolutely try learning about it yourself so that you can tell a bigger story. So thinking about your masturbation fantasies around this, people usually just don't masturbate to spanking, spanking, spanking. You know, they're they're thinking about, oh, and then I was bent over her knee and then I was doing this. And there's like a whole story because our erotic imagination is the biggest fuel Mm -hmm. and that needs more. It needs interest. It has nothing to do with satisfaction. It's just curious and growth growing. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, the idea of doing something super rough or even just in contrast to what they're already experiencing feels like there's some kind of uh, meaning behind it or there's like we're bringing real world roughness into a consensual erotic rough space. So I think a lot of times starting with things with your partner where you can add on to what you're already comfortable with. So if you're already comfortable with oral and you want to try bondage, what if if you just had your hands under your bum and so they weren't available to you while your partner was going down on you Easy so you can in. feel mm-hmm. right so there's no equipment there's no knots there's no where's the handcuffs key you know right. it's really just about playing with sensation because yeah. kink is just all sensations yeah. any kinds of, of contrast to sensations what we decide are vanilla and what we decide are kinky is just random 
It's mm-hmm. just we just decide, oh, this is what normal sex looks like now. And this is what kinkier sex looks like. But our our body, you know, when you go for a massage, if some people like that, like deep tissue, like right. bruise you massage. And then other people like, you know, Swedish kind of massage. So it's just a different experience with the same uh, sensory opening. Mm-hmm. I think, too, like when you when you talk about fantasies and stuff or, or maybe what people watch in terms of porn, I think like a huge part of going back to like Fifty Shades of Grey like that book was very like tantalizing and it was curious because it was maybe new and not as mainstream as, as those books are today. But I think too, when somebody is reading about that or like thinking about a fantasy, like a fantasy can, in my opinion, can also just, just stay as a fantasy. Like it doesn't always have to transfer in the bedroom. Does that make sense? Like I might like reading about this or like watching it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm comfortable also participating in that. Right. Totally. Okay. It totally makes sense because your erotic imagination is just hungry. Mm -hmm. And so it might eat a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to cook for your partner in person. And that's fine. Right. It can eat what it wants. You've been dropping some bombs. Where did that go? Where did that come from? Today's my day. I love that. The next book. (laughs) She was like, check that one off. So one of the things as a lot of the, a lot of the people who listen to our podcast are couples. Mm -hmm. Um, and we often talk about communication and, um, you know, desire and how one partner tends to be, you know, more into it than the other, but there's another category that we don't ever talk about. And we've never talked Mm. about, which is the idea of, um, of swinging or swapping or threesomes or, polyamory and this is something that we have not we've never personally as a couple on this podcast ever gone down but i know that that is a fantasy for a lot of people Mm -hmm. the ability to either participate or watch their partner how does that how does that come up like how do you have that conversation because that is an entirely different animal Mm -hmm. than i'd like it a little bit rougher or i'd Mm -hmm. like it in a different way in the bedroom that's bringing somebody else outside of your you know matrimonial this is not something you talk about at the altar (laughs) you know what i mean yes i do but also are you good with we fuck other people later right like (laughs) Yeah. Real quick. It's not something when you do your pre-marriage counseling that the counselor asks you, are you into having yeah. sex with other people? How do you how do you bring that up? How do you like respectfully bring that up? Yeah, I think definitely bring it up in a non-sexy but intimate time. So when you mm-hmm. have privacy and it could be a check-in about fantasies, desires, you know, is there anything you've been thinking about? Is there something you're curious about? And, you know, feel free to use me. Be like, I heard Luna talking about swinging. You know, mm. what do you think about that? Is it is it weird for you? Like, is what have you heard about it? And I think that a lot of times people focus on there's more bodies. Awesome. So there's all mm-hmm. this hotness of more bodies. But there's more emotions. There's mm-hmm. more desires. There's more health considerations to navigate. And so the fantasy, you can share the fantasy. But taking it into reality is going to require conversations about what your form of non-monogamy actually looks like. And there's so many versions, right? You can start right. very closed, maybe same room sex or even webcamming with other people. Because mm-hmm. if it's about a, a voyeurism and exhibitionism, you can do that pretty safely without other people really being in your bedroom. If it's about something that's more about, oh, I want to have a same sex experience. I want to experience another gender. I want to experience what that feels like. 
that might mean you're doing that on your own. Are mm-hmm. you doing it with your partner? So there's lots of guidance around what are the questions you you should be asking. But the the starting question is kind of what's your motivation behind this? You know, mm-hmm. what's your intention? What do you want out of it other than just another body? Mm-hmm. Do you want to feel connection in a specific way, a specific activity? You know, what are some of the rules? Maybe you're okay seeing your partner have sex with someone, but you'd be freaked out if they kissed and cuddled that other right. person. Boundaries. Okay. Yes. Yes. That is huge. Like for me, like I, I find like, I, th- I know a lot of women are this way as well. Like kissing is such a personal thing. Like, I think that would actually bother me more than like the actual deed. <laughs> Brittany and I have yeah, talked about I don't it. Know why. <clears throat> Brittany and I have I talked about it normal, like uh, numerous times. Mm-hmm. And not that, that we are going down this avenue or, or pursue this avenue, but we certainly have these conversations ongoingly. And for me, I would, it would, it would almost crush me to see Brittany go down on someone versus have sex with someone. For me, oral sex is so much more intimate mm-hmm. than sex is because you're pleasuring that person and your intention is to pleasure that person. And it's not Vers- simultaneous. It's not a simultaneous, yeah. like you're not getting the pleasure, you're pleasuring. And for me, it's like, that's a hard stop. No, no. What I'm really interested in Luna is if you do have this conversation and you do go down this path, I think I know where this might end up going, but what say, what happens if one partner is like, yeah, we did it and I don't like it. And the other partner's like, I, I we did it and that. I loved it. How do you navigate yeah. that? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because um, some people can feel like then they're in a situation of asking permission to right. keep doing something. And so that feels like an imbalance of power that your yeah. discomfort means that we can't do this thing that was satisfying for both of us at one time. Right. And so sometimes it's about asking the person, you know, what can I do to support you if, if we want to continue doing this? Like, what mm-hmm. do you need? Do you need more openness? Do you need to know when it's happening? Do you need to be there? But in a non-participating way. Mm. Is there another way we can fulfill this fantasy? You know, you talked about kind of the the vulnerability, the intimacy. Maybe there's another way to get that out of something else. And because it can breed resentment, it can Mm -hmm. breed frustration, it can breed unfulfillment. And I think sometimes there's also, it's easy to feel selfish about, you know, like I, we got to do the thing. It was so exciting. And now you want to take it away, but we're, we're supporting a unit. We're supporting a couple, a partnership. And so what does that partnership need for both people to be fulfilled, but maybe not a hundred percent. I think Mm -hmm. that that's kind of unrealistic to expect that, you know, you're getting a hundred percent of your needs met with, with another person. Mm -hmm. I think it it also like at the forefront, Ryan said, like the foundation of everything is communication. So in, in, in my opinion, if you are going to be introducing something new, especially people like you hit the nail on the head, like there's, yes, there's bodies, but there's so many emotions that come with that. I think, um, if you value your relationship with your partner, you, you really owe it to them to have a pre-conversation of, you know, what are, what are my expectations? What are the possible outcomes of this? Because if you aren't prepared maybe for those conversations afterwards, it there, that that's where the resentment comes from. So to have like, okay, possible scenario. What if we come out of this? I love it. You hate it. What do we do? And to have like, hold each other accountable and like, are we just going to be like, let's hope that doesn't happen? Or are we making a plan? Like that's so important in everything that you do. So you don't run into those situations and you don't have that resentment. 
I totally agree. I had to say to my partner when we talked about non-monogamy that, you know, it's probably likely I'm going to get jealous. And mm. I just want space to be able to have that emotion right. and then talk about it. I just want to be heard. Like, mm. I don't I don't need to make any decisions. Jealousy is a normal emotion, right. you know, feeling insecure. And it's often not the thing that you're reacting to. It's usually a feeling of insecurity or right. like a lack of safety underneath mm-hmm. it. Now, as a professional, um, would you... At what point in time do you think that, or is there, I guess there's not really a a way that you can just blanket this, but is there a period of time where you go from a conversation to maybe bringing in an expert to navigate or bridge that gap? Is that something you would recommend? Because I know for a lot, some of it would be like simple, like I want to be tied up. Okay, well, let's try that. But if we're talking swingers, if we're talking poly, if we're talking swapping, these are big, big life decisions that have massive potential impacts. Mm -hmm. When do you bring in a professional to help navigate or bridge that gap? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if you have strong communication around this kind of stuff, which very few people do. I mean, most of us have learned what we've learned. We haven't learned sex ed skills around desire, communication, you know, rejection, all that kind of stuff. And so the sooner that you can bring someone in to help navigate what um, might be the potential landmine. So Mm -hmm. you might have a history of uh, feeling cheated on or Mm -hmm. feeling rejected or whatever these things that already exist. And having someone come in to say, okay, here are some ways to navigate that. Here are some tools, here's some skills, here's some practices that you can integrate so that your communication, your um, confidence, you know, your creativity in the way that you do this is it's going to actually meet you and where you're at. Like it's mm-hmm. easy to read a blog and get some tips. And if you feel good about that, then try and you can mm-hmm. always experiment and fine tune. Um, but the couples that usually come to me are pretty early on. Like they yeah. just talked about a threesome fantasy. Some feels came up as well as the hotness and they want to figure out how to safely take it into reality and protect their relationship. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Right. I can also see that coming as like an additional um, insecurity because so your partner has now been like, hey, I'm into this. And now they're also like, now we have to share this with a total other stranger. Like that's a lot. Like that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. So I can also see like bringing in a professional maybe after the first or second time to help you kind of figure out where to go because like it's just a lot to throw on your partner. Right. Like, yes, that's a lot of information. Now, I know that you are, so 
while you're talking about this, my first, my first thing is like, okay, well, what do we know is totally different than what we've done that immediately had a bad impact. And now we have to deal with the impact of it. And I know that you're an anal sex expert as well. And anal sex is one of those things that couples talk about. They often try, but they didn't know the stages and the prep to get to where they, they go from zero to to a hundred. And then one partner loved it. The other part, the other partner hated it. And now it's like, I want that more. And the other person's like, not a chance. I was at a trade show and we're going to, this is where I want to go with the conversation. I was at a trade show and I learned more about anal sex in five minutes with an anal sex expert than I knew in 39 years of doing it. And I, as soon as they were done talking, I'm like, I fucked this up. And like, hold on, also came home with like 45 anal plugs that were like (laughs) rainbow colors. I'm like, what the fuck are these? Like, what are you doing with these? He's like, just listen. I'm like, I'm not ready for this. I owned it. I fucked up. I went right to 100 percent. And the experience wasn't uh, wasn't enjoyable. So. Can we just have a quick cut? Because there's people on this podcast, I can guarantee you that tried it, hated it. And now they've given up on the idea. Yeah. How do we go back to that conversation? Because I think how we do this, when you start to understand the structure of it, it's not zero to 90. Zero to 90 is where you make a lot of mistakes. You nailed it. And and, and I think it's so beautiful that you were able to be like, okay, I see where I went wrong. Because there's definitely people who are resistant, who just want to tell their partner, keep relaxing, do this. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think most people get anal wrong. It's more of a poke, poke and stick it in. And and that's just not how the anus works. <laughs> so, um, you wanna, right? It's like, hello. And, hey, and then know. just like, come right in, keep yeah. your shoes on. That's fine. <laughs> um, I think that most people think that spit is lube and spit is not lube. You cannot spit on it and then stick a penis in in a butt or fingers or a dildo. Um, The anus isn't self-lubricating like the vagina. So we have to add really good quality lube. And Mm -hmm. most good quality lube is not bought, unfortunately, at your drugstore. So you got to go online, go to the sex shops, get like lube that's made for anal sex. It's going to be thicker, longer lasting. It's not it's not bought. It's made. And you have to like make it at home i was like what the fuck churning like, butter, butter yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's Anal a colonial butter. woman churning butter on a plane <laughs> yeah exactly. i think she's making lube For anyway. <laughs> and then i think people are not seducing the butt they are not taking the time to play with all of the nerve endings that exist outside the butt. So they just want to get inside and, you know, eating ass, uh, massaging the anus, doing other things that bring the body full body arousal. is going to mm. relax the nervous system and open up the butthole. Otherwise, your brain is like, let's do anal. And your butt is like, not today, not today. <laughs> you know, we're not doing this. So I think taking time like it's not I don't think anal is a quickie activity. There's yeah. no such thing as surprise anal. You know, yes. it's just not a thing. Pokeroo um, does not exist. a lot of arousal. There. Yeah, Pokeroo is not invited Mm-mm. to anal. No, thank you. <laughs> that's yeah, gonna be so- the that's gonna be the title of this episode. Pokeroo <laughs> is not invited to anal. Okay, that's it's perfect. A good book. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So I for me, that. for me, this is what I had discovered. There was a kit. There was an anal kit, and uh, there was stages of anal play that you got to well before you actually ever penetrated uh, the anus. And and there's different products that you can offer. There's different lengths and widths. And, and it really is a buildup, correct? 
Yes. Yes. You, if you are having someone go in your butt, they should not be the first thing in your butt. So Mm -hmm. put your finger up there in the shower, stick a finger in when you're masturbating. Butt plugs are great. Like a really, a butt plug no bigger than your thumb is -hmm. probably what you can use to train your anus because the anus is with Mm -hmm. lube. Absolutely. No spit. Um, You know, it's like if, you know, when people spit on the anus, it's like, you know, your lips are chapped and you lick them instead of using chapstick, right? It's not, it's not good. Yeah, they're idiots. So (laughs) (laughs) you want to lose like small butt plugs, super small. And the anus is muscle and tissue. So we're trying to get the muscle used to to opening. So think about any other muscle you exercise. It needs time to be able to stretch. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense. And it's funny because I think everybody like thinks about anal and then they just think about all of like the rough porn. And then you're like, how do they, why is it gaping? That doesn't happen. Like what is happening? And like, just like we talked about like BDSM, like it's such a blanket term. Like, oh, I want to, I want to be spanked. Okay. Where, how, how hard, like I want to do anal. Like what, what part of you and like, how do we ease into that? It's just, nobody's educated enough on the, on these terms that everyone just makes these decisions off of misinformation like porn is not is not educational and if you're really looking at doing something and learning about something don't go to porn no and everyone has a everyone has a butthole and so you know the the male g-spot is in the butt and yet we always default to, okay, the person with the vulva is going to be the receiver. Again, there's a lot of um, men have internalized homophobia. So they worry that if they play with their butt, it's going to say something about their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. But the the anus just has pleasure nerve endings. It's mm-hmm. greedy on everybody's body. And some people <laughs> like it stimulated and some people don't. <laughs> but it does, it does sound like a commitment to uh, it's, it starts with a conversation and then it, it breaks into a commitment to evolve into. I think anal sex, unlike traditional sex, the first time sucks like traditional sex. My first time sucked. Sorry to the person who had it with me. <laughs> I, I know it sucked because it wasn't I, me, just I, didn't, FYI. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was supposed to be feeling. I didn't know how to go about it. There was no lubricant in it. And when you think of it as a woman, so many of your, of the conversations is breaking, is breaking the, um, uh, what's the, what's the term? I, it's been a long time. Oh, the pop, orgasm gap. Is that the it? Pop, that the pop, the cherry. Oh, the cherry. Like, oh, like the, the actual tearage of, I don't even know what that the hymen. The hymen. The hymen. The hymen, the tearing of the hymen. And it's a painful experience, but because the vagina is, is designed, uh, for the penis, it's something that you get to quicker, right? You can figure it out quicker where with anal sex, it's like, it, it hurts. My understanding of it is, is it hurts and you don't want to go back to it. And because it doesn't have the natural lubricants and because it doesn't have those things, it's like, I tried it, we did it, move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm really hearing is it starts with a conversation to exactly what Brittany was saying. Like, why do you want to do this? Here, here's what you're looking for and blah, 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 blah. Go down that path. So any one of these things, starts with communication, understands the needs, wants, desires of the other partner, and then kind of starts to game plan it from there. But I see a huge opportunity for people to bring in someone like yourself and navigate this because it's not an easy conversation for people. It's not easy. We've never learned, you know, we didn't get the skills. And so everyone feels like they're worried about being bad or good at sex, but Mm -hmm. sexually confident people, we don't worry about that. I worry about, are you having the pleasure you want to have? Am I having the pleasure I want to have? That might Mm -hmm. look different. So how do we negotiate that in a shared pleasure space? Mm -hmm. What are you, can you just tell our community and our listeners, like what kind of things are you offering right now? Like if somebody wants more information about this, like, are you offering courses? Are there workshops? 
Yeah, I have a, a seducing the butt um, and an eat booty like a boss uh, class and a prostate <laughs> class on my my on demand class. Love it. So people can take them anytime. They just head to my website and I have some live classes coming up about butt stuff. It's mm. masturbation May. So there's there's lots of oh. things that people want to do in this anal training, you know, get some anal dilators or butt plugs. That's also part of masturbation. Um, so a couple of classes coming up around that, too, that are live. Perfect. And how do they re- and how do they reach you, Luna? Link your socials. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Luna Matadas. That's also my TikTok and Twitter, and uh, my website is Luna Matadas, like like Hakuna Matadas. So you'll find me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was so refreshing. Not Thank a conversation so we get to have very frequently, yeah. and I'm glad we had it. Yeah, Thank really you so awesome. much. This was great, and I, I hope people listening really have the the opportunity to just think differently, like let yes. go of some of that shame and make room for pleasure that might be slower. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Luna. Have yourself a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. And we will be connecting soon, I guarantee you. Okay, amazing. It was so great to meet you. That was an awesome conversation. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. Bye. everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.